0: My goodness, but welcome, I'm Brian Garrity and you're here on Big Daddy Live. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate it. We got a lot, a lot of really fun engagements last week. And like I said last week, and I'll tell you every week that we're here, no filter. I am filtering to make sure that my, I don't say bad words, because I don't wanna get in trouble. But it's the internet, so I really don't have to worry about saying bad words, but that would've been very kind. Anyway, I hope you guys have all had an amazing week. It's just been one of those. Let me ask you guys a question. So we live on a canyon. I think it's my Parkinson's, but my, my sense of smell is going. And we have Wheaton Terriers. They look like little teddy bears. They're super cute. Our girl, see girls rule the world. And any of the guys watching, if you haven't figured that out yet, like it's time to connect the dots upstairs. Girls rule the world, I promise you. Who brought you into this world? Let's think about that, number one. I am here because, and yes, your dad's floaty, hit mama's eggy, but I'm talking about how you came down through the canal. Who carried your butt for nine months? Can you imagine that? I want you to think about that. Now, who rules the world when I ask you? Women, the end of the day, girl power. No, I'm not putting myself as a woman. Do not not engage and tell me something ridiculous. I could bitch slap you. If you do, please do, so that I can. But we're really here to have a lot of fun. That's what we wanna have every week. So back to the canyon story. So she's a sweet, my girl, she's the oldest one. She's precious as can be, she really is. But skunks like to get into our backyard, and that's a very, very, very bad idea for the skunks. I don't think I'd even seen a skunk in a long time. A month ago, I was out of town, so Wes had to deal with it. But on Sunday, which was yesterday, see how fast the weeks go, you guys will see. She decided at 5.30 in the morning that she was going to bang against the door, and she wanted something out there. I was assuming it wasn't just going number one or number two. I assumed it was maybe a lizard or something had to run by. I don't know, but no. It was a 20-pound looking skunk. That thing was massive. It must have sprayed all over all three of them, but my girl's like, no, no, you little bitch. You're not allowed in my backyard. You're out of here. So she killed the skunk. And then this morning I was like, oh, this skunky. I actually felt bad for the skunk. Is that bad? Are skunks not a good animal? I don't know. I, I know their spray or their smell is... Remember last week we were talking about stinky feet? that story i told you i would take the skunk all day over those damn feet i'm telling you right now at the end of the day so just know tell your pets to be kind to other pets we could have escorted her off the property or him i'm thinking it was like a mommy and daddy skunk if that if my girl made those little orphan skunkies i would feel really (laughs) bad about it i'm telling you right now like although she is sweet as can be and i'm mad at her other things going on in this world. Of course, I'm Brian Garrity with Keller Williams, San Diego Signature. We'll talk more about that. Um, My full-time gig is real estate and Big Daddy Live is my way of getting out there and bringing great people to you and hopefully bringing fun content and really engaging with folks that are out there in the social media universe people we know, people we don't know, people who watch, people who pretend to watch. I like the ones that pretend to watch because I won't ask them anything about what happened in this part, the monologue part, Teasing. I'll dig deep on it and then we'll ask them questions. I'm teasing. I know everybody's busy. The fact that anyone watches at all, you all get big props. I really, 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 from the bottom of my heart, want to thank you. Today's show, we have some special people with us. I think last week, if you remember, or maybe it was a show before. See, this is what happens when you get 54. You have to start remembering what happened in what day and what week. Just everything sort of runs together. Does anybody else have that problem? If you do, put it up there and we'll find you. The, in fact, it's such a problem that I just forgot what I was gonna talk about. What was it? You guys don't even know. Dang, it's Monday all day. Well, oh, I was talk about real estate being a community. And I have my very lovely, which well, two of my favorite people in the world, and I mean that, the lovely, the beautiful, Miss <laughs> Jennifer. I, I feel like Vanna
1: White right now, the
0: way you're I, like I feel like I Vanna giving you my dolly. Thank you. And we have the very handsome, intelligent, smart, great real estate agent, Patrick Mercer, with Hello. Mercer Properties. And our beautiful Jennifer and Patrick work together. Jennifer is his slave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it wasn't on me, so you didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. it. Isn't that what we're talking about? No, you get it. So, like, see, like, you can be from Keller Williams. Mm -hmm. Signature or Metro or wherever, and you can be with Mercer Properties, that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. That's right. Real estate people get collaborative sooner than later. I'm telling you, it serves your clients, whether it be seller or buyer, whoever you're representing, it serves your clients at a much higher level, I think. Mm -hmm. Also, on this side of the room, we have folks from Keller-Williams Signature Garrity Group. We have Mr. Ryan Alvey, who's my assistant, also a licensed agent and Mr. Jonathan Cohn-Curse who was here last week. So welcome, everybody. Yay. Thank you, Brian. See, we're going to get music, and we're going to get, I used to have, when we did the radio show, we would have the music, and they were licensed. You could play, like, 45 seconds Uh of it. So I'd always play some Britney song. I had my own intro, though. That's what we need to have for the show. We're going to produce an intro for the show. But I would play Britney, like, she has a song called Radar. Like, on my radar. I can't sing. The fact that I just did that on this is huge. But then the radar would be, these are the three things I'm thinking about today. And I think everybody thought those would be topics, but then it's me. And we all know that like, where one begins is not necessarily where it begins. <laughs> and for those of you watching the show that may be new to Brian Garrity, I have some advice for you. You hang in there and I will close those little rabbit trails that I do, or my guests maybe stop me. I don't know, we'll figure it out. But I'm very lucky to have everybody here today. And I wanna talk about a couple of different things. Um, The real estate moment, because I don't want people forgetting that what we all do is real estate at the end of the day. And you can see that there are actually fun people that are in real estate. And there's a lot, let me tell you, there are a lot of really fine, good people in real estate. You will see them on this show over time. There are some that are not so fun that are in real estate and they will not be on this show. (laughs) No, they will not be on this show. Doesn't mean they're bad. Probably means they're not one of my favorites. That's okay. I'm probably not one of their favorites. Although that's very hard for me to believe. (laughs) I was bad, wasn't it? Anyway, I do want to talk about a thing that's happening as the market is shifting, which my God, we've been talking about it for a year and a half. But as the market gets tougher, I welcome that actually, because the less skilled agents maybe, and I'm being nice when I'm saying that, I would reference this differently, just tend to fall off the ship, because real estate's not about throwing a sign in the yard and getting it sold. Anybody who thinks that is wildly, wildly misunderstanding real estate, sort of like your professional service fees that, People always want to negotiate or think they can negotiate like your commission. It's just like anything else in this world. You get what you pay for. So when you're sitting in front of somebody and you're interviewing two or three people and that person says, I'll sell your house for 1%, they sure will. <laughs> they also just lost you untold thousands of dollars. I can guarantee it. I will, guarantee, I will put money on the table right now they've done that <laughs> because it becomes a numbers game at that point. If you're charging 1% to do a listing how many listings do you have to take to have whatever income is necessary, not only for your life, but also for you to manage your business. The way that we take care of our clients, the things that we cover for our clients need to be factored in. Patrick, do you agree or disagree? I definitely agree with that. And I'm gonna play devil's advocate
2: here, Brian. Um, Jennifer, this will be interesting to uh, hear what you think of this, but I think, oh, it's I, good. Think, I think it completely depends on where you're at in real estate. Do I think it's bad for the industry as a whole for people to be discounting their commissions? Of course I do. But I think if you're a newer agent and you can discount your fee because you can't support the five or six percent, do I think that you should pass on a listing if you know they'll give it to you at four percent total where you're going to retain one and a half percent? You know, and that's devil's advocate, but I think as your business progresses and as you become worth more and you can offer your clients more and more exposure, you can negotiate better because you have a lot more transactions under your belt, then you can charge five and six percent. And I think you're more worth that. But do I think that some agents make the mistake that are newer into the business where they might try to play hardball and they pass on a listing? That's a good point. I think that they should take it because A, they need the transaction experience and i think you know at a uh, million dollar price point 15 grand is 15 grand and i think that again it's not good for the industry as a whole but do i think there's certain situations where it does work
0: i think so Okay. Playing doubles advocate here. But I'd be like, oh, I, okay. We're going to
2: start off there. Now,
0: Patrick, you can call Patrick at Mercer Properties. He will list your house for <laughs> one no. percent.
3: joking. that I'm joking. is not <laughs> true. That's, right. Right. That's what I'm going with, with this. No, I, 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 get, you know, it. I get
0: it. You know,
2: we uh, and I was even um, talking with a client yesterday. You know, and we're we.
0: We do so much
2: advertising, and that's really what these people are paying for is how much you know, expose their property,
0: which is good. Bring that stuff out because I think some people forget about that. It's uh, not absolutely. just 3% going in your pocket, it's yeah. all the stuff that we do above and beyond. That. Exactly, exactly. So, and I, I think that's important. And Jennifer, you're in the business, you've been in the business a long time. Yeah. What yeah. do you think?
1: Um, I agree with some of the things that Patrick's saying too. Um, you know, I just actually gave him a quote the other day that said, something along the lines that once you realize your self-worth, you'll stop giving a discount. So a I, a I think, mind. and that's just, that's not like calling him out on anything, no, 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 it's just no, in it's general. Right. No, but it, I
0: can, I, we're gonna talk about that.
1: I think it's one of the things where people once they do start getting that experience they're not charging enough mm-hmm. because they feel like they have to be quote-unquote competitive with everyone else however a lot of everyone else is not on the same level as them so i think that um those higher price commissions are totally justified for the services that you're getting exactly right. like he just mentioned so it's a lot more than just putting the sign in the yard
0: i do agree too i agree on, on all of it actually The um See, listen, about knowing your self-worth, it really took me at 54 until three years ago, rolling into real estate with a full-on legal background. I mean, that's steps ahead for most people. I don't use that as a selling tool, but it, it, look all day, I would hire an attorney as an agent if you have that capacity. In other states that are attorney closing states, agents are basically door openers and the attorneys are the ones doing all the paperwork, Mm -hmm. reviewing all the contracts and doing all that. So I could have a whole conversation about that, which I have some attorneys or agents that will be on here. That would be a very interesting panel. We're all very different in what we think or how we practice. But I can tell you right now, up to about three years ago, I would roll in and be like, okay, okay, Oh, wait, you won't pay that? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I would still do the same that I'm doing for the people at 6%, I didn't get it, but I get it now and I know my value and I'll walk from a listing all day, yeah. all day. I do would I do I take care of people like in my sphere that have used me before that refer me there and there? Yes, of course I do, but there's no 1% listing. There's no 1% listing anyway, because remember you have to pay the buyer's agent a commission. Right. That's right. So that's very, very misleading to people when they see that. And any agent who would take a discounted commission and then try to pass that off on the buy side, shame on you. You certainly will never be on this show. That, that's a heck no. <laughs> if you take the discount, you absorb the hit and you make sure that that buyer's agent is paid the three or two and a half percent, whatever was negotiated, because then you really are doing the seller a big disservice. Yeah, that's you know? a given. It yeah. has to yeah. be I mean, two and a half percent. Yeah, at, no. least two, at least two and a half. Yeah. So you guys got that. You guys got that, right? About knowing your worth. It's a hard one. It's not It's not easy, especially when you have listing goggles on. You're like, I just want to get the listing. I just want to get the listing. I get that 100%. I've been there more than once. I get it. But boy, is it freeing when you really understand what we're talking about. That's, it is like knowing your value. It already. needs to be more
1: that, like, oh, I just want to get the listing. But what else are you offering against those other agents? Right. Especially if we are talking a same price commission. I agree. You know, um, and <laughs> just totally showing what that value is.
3: John. With, um, with oh, Patrick was saying, sorry.
1: sorry, I just really agree
3: with Patrick. I mean, I'm newer. I've only been licensed for three months and it's kind of like your experience. Like, yeah, probably taking a listing, I should only do one and a half percent. Like the newer agents, I feel like don't constitute charging.
2: Right. And, and I think people forget what they can learn from each transaction. I mean, I when I first got into the business, I was probably a year in and I met with, I won't call them out, but I met with uh, top Five agent for the last five years here in San Diego County and I had that conversation with him and he said you take any listing that you can take because you need the experience and now Jennifer and I have gotten to a point where every listing that we take we get another listing off that listing whether it's an open house whether it's right. a sign call so you know I believe me I am not for discounting your commissions but do I think at a point in your business does it make sense yes yeah
4: I'll, go ahead. I like it also that there's an amp up period, especially myself being a newer agent. I think you really have two options. You recognize you have this amp up period where people, where if you don't know how to like enter into a situation or be in the listing appointment and you can't present yourself in a way where they think you're worth 6%. right? You should be definitely taking that four percent and you know getting that experience, or five percent, or whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever's negotiated, or eight uh, percent, and, and getting that experience. And like the other option is where you can, or if you're a newer agent, and I recommend this, join a team or become family with the team, and then get to see the best people in the business do it. And then just, for me, it's a long-term commitment. I, I love being on Garrity Group and everything, so I'm never going anywhere. But I think for a lot of people, it's just like you have to learn somehow. Exactly. and if you think you're going to be coming in and on the top you might get a quick surprise in real estate
0: yeah. so yeah especially as the market gets more difficult Definitely.
4: And I, that's the reason i welcome it all day yeah you're the time. market will they, weed out the it weeds it out
0: and then your you'll, sellers will start to see it too it's always scary to me to say look my friend just got their license a week ago so the nice part <laughs> the nice part of me the nice part of me is like well help your friend the real the realistic part of me is like run the other direction and tell them <laughs> yeah. call me in a couple of years and get some experience like do you want to be the guinea pig for that person okay. so like devil's advocate to the new agent, and everyone has to have a first day everybody has to have a first day of course uh, on the team structures at most any brokerage again we're not broker specific the team model is the team leader is the one that takes the listings the agents below the team leader is supposed to be cultivating listings, but also handling all the buys, et cetera. That way everybody's getting experience and then they're learning, they're learning, they're on that curve. They don't have to worry about saying, I'm taking a listing for 1% because they know what the value is in having a team leader do it and work with the team leader. I run my group very, very generously. Other team leaders have different ideas and that's fine. I'm not right versus someone else being right. Different fit for different people. And I think real estate is such an interesting animal that way anyway. Um, the one thing that I'm not having is agents that go out and quote, buy the listing. And I wanna to talk to people about what that is. Uh, buying the listing is basically you show up, you're the seller that say, I'm the agent coming in, which wouldn't happen with me, but could happen with more than agents than you know. And they they know, they know, they know, the agent knows. Or, Believe me, if they don't know what I'm about to say, you really should be running the other direction. They know your house will not sell for a penny more than 800000 ever, ever. It, you'd be lucky if you got 800000 and a dollar, and they're <laughs> aware of that. Yet you say, no, my house is worth 950, and I talked to my neighbor down the block who practiced real estate in 1978 and retired <laughs> in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it's ridiculous. And they'll do it oh, for man. 900. What's just happened to you right now is you've just really taken it in the shorts. You're gonna lose <laughs> untold thousands, thousands of dollars. If it ever sells, number one. Number two, you're gonna lose untold thousands of dollars. You're gonna sit on the market. People are gonna just watch that listing. They're gonna just watch the listing have a price reduction after price reduction after price reduction. Agents who know what they're doing are gonna understand that that listing's overpriced. I do not wanna call and have a conversation with an agent who overpriced the listing. And you ask them, I'll ask all day like, how did you come up with that list price? Um, I don't know, but I told the seller we'd try it. I've literally had agents tell me that. I told the seller we'd try it. Just submit an offer and we'll see what happens. That's not how this is done. This is a career. This is a profession. This is not romper room. This is not kindergarten. You have people's lives in your hands. You have people's lives in your hands. Most people's biggest assets. God, it pisses me off that people do that. Anyway, do you think that I care? a lot (laughs) a whole lot I care so much like I would love to save everybody and I'm not saying I need to take every listing in town Jennifer and Patrick aren't saying they need to take every listing in town Ryan and Jonathan aren't saying that but we there are there are a cut of really great agents that will not let you down I could give you a couple pages list mind you there's twenty four thousand licensees mind you I said I could give you a couple page list <laughs> do the math on that one do the math well and you know even for us in my like top one or two percent that's out of 24,000 that's a small number of agents uh-huh. yeah
2: it's amazing well there's just so many agents that don't do this full-time and um, I don't that's think that they problem. yeah I don't think they convey that to the client which I guess if I was a onesie twosie agent I wouldn't convey that either no no personally. that's
0: <laughs> but, not unfortunate but, though, but, yeah.
2: but they, they sh- if they interviewed a couple different agents which I always encourage Sellers, to uh, I always encourage them to interview a couple other agents because I know that Jennifer and I have prepared so much prior to any listing presentation, and that we've kind of perfected it that we welcome the competition. I'm with you. And if somebody beats me, somebody beats I'm, me. I'm, I'm with we'll you. We'll go on day. to the next one and win the next one.
0: Two things. I agree with you 150. I all day. I, I and
2: sellers know. respect you if you say that to them too. If you tell them to go interview other people, that shows confidence, and it shows that you know what you're talking about. Because if you're a scared agent and you're not confident in what you're talking about, you won't welcome that. But that you know, and it depends on your price point. But the higher the yeah. price point, tends to maybe be a
0: more sophisticated
2: seller, Hopefully. which most of the time it is. Um, they they see those things, and I think that they they respect that.
0: Yeah. What's interesting about the higher price points too is the sellers are more sophisticated Absolutely. Like nine times out of 10 and yeah. they see the value Absolutely. right out of the butt yeah. like those, those two million dollar money million dollar have been listing interview whoever you yeah. want all day because I know at the end of the day there's not going to be any comparison yeah I think maybe on some of the lighter listings which look I'll sell it it's a dollar I'll sell it I, I don't <laughs> care mm-hmm. but at the end of the day like the sophistication it doesn't mean because someone's selling a $500,000 property that they're not sophisticated. Right. Just, That's where I was going. Yeah. Like no, no, no. We're on the same page. It just means, though, that maybe they haven't had the same experiences of selling and buying as others because maybe exactly. these people have worked their way up exactly. versus starting. So just be careful. Even at the $500,000, 400 dollars I don't care what the price point is, you want to have the best representation possible. Anyone who will come in and agree with you, you could be right. Now, mind you, you could be right. But not when they tell you it's 800 and you say you want nine and they're like, oh, okay, here you go, sign. (laughs) Think about that. Just think about that. They're telling you what the value is. And then you say 900. This isn't your business. You're hiring somebody. You're paying them good money to take care of you on every level. But yet you just let them know don't do it don't do it to yourself or to anyone else other than like sphere and all sphere is is people you've worked with in the past people that are close to you people you know people that you have transacted with people that are family what have you in those situations i get it it's different because you have a track record with those people um it's more the listings that and every listing should bring an agent two or three pieces of business so every time you get a listing you should at least get another listing Mm -hmm. or a buy you Mm -hmm. should get two or three pieces of business from every listing. I will give Gary Keller that credit. Uh, smart guy, very smart when it comes to real estate. Uh, very smart. I, I actually, kind of a curmudgeon. If you know the KW culture, it's very warm and loving. If you saw Gary, he's brilliant. And it took me a couple of years to really understand how brilliant he was, um, but but he is a brilliant dude. So starts at the top, and hopefully funnels all the way down. Unfortunately, we kind of had that logic 100%. All right, so now, do we have our real estate fill? Yes. Do, do we, do people know now? I think we know? educated the audience. A little bit, okay, <laughs> we, we did our so job now we Now, do we have some fun. Which we love our profession, we wouldn't be here to do, I wouldn't come here every week. If I didn't, I would not be coming here every week. Now, I'm gonna tell you something else that's really bugging me. We're it's gonna here. say goodbye to real estate for Monday. <laughs> at, as soon as this show's over, we're all available to take listings and your buyers. Just okay. let us know. That's right. Patrick. Before yes. we go today, we need to sign off with your credentials and mine um, and the groups for a Gen too, so that we all, that people know where to contact us. Um, but here's what's begging me I, I'm curious what you think. So, where there's all the hoopla about uh, the women's soccer debacle, how the men are paid like, what, five or seven times more mm-hmm. than the women who are actually carrying the sport, who are actually bringing the visibility to the sport, who are actually getting people and packing arenas for the sport. That's right. But yet they're getting paid pennies on the dollar. This feels like very 1800s to me when it comes to this. I'm sorry, it's very agitating and irritating to me. Um, Am I off base? Tell me, guys, what do you think? Was that with Jonathan this time?
4: Oh, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous on every level. they should be paid if not more equally. And I think like I even saw like an article today that was saying like, oh, it's not as much revenue building, but it's like, we're not basing it on how much money they're bringing in. We're based on like equality. We're basing it on, um, it's just like a fundamental fact that, you know, women should be paid equally. And like, they're the epitome of everything. Like what you said, the epitome of athleticism, epitome of America, epitome of every single thing. And like what I would like, what when I think about it, it's like, what do you call someone when they walk into a listing, and they're willing to take the listing for less money? What do we call that person? We call them a discount agent. And now we're saying we're, we're gonna we're gonna pay. I was the- I was gonna call something out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheesy, you. I'm cheesy. No, but yeah, yeah, we would call something else. But no, discount agent. And now we're saying like the top women in soccer. Are discounted people mm-hmm. like yeah. it just blows my mind? I don't, I don't know how we justify. It. I don't know how we're still in this. It's mind boggling. Yeah,
1: Jen, I got a lot to say. Well, I agree with you, Jonathan. Um, I mean, if if that's not gender discrimination, I don't know w- what is <laughs> because actually. Patrick and I have been having these conversations about the soccer recently. We
2: talked about it last week. We we talked
1: about it very frequently because I played soccer growing up, you Uh know, before it was cool and before the 1999 Women's World Cup. But the Women's United team has won 50% of their World Cups. 50%. The US men's team, zero. They have never won. Zero, they, they, folks. The only, zero. 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 <laughs> the only time they've ever placed was been 1930. They placed third. So when we're talking about doing the same job, this is the same job: to go out there to win the game. That is the job to win the game and to the win the biggest tournament in the world yeah. the women have done it 50% of the time the women have won I believe four gold medals at the Olympics and the men's team has won zero That's crazy. so when we talk about performance of what you are hired to do the women surely have done it with less money with less pay with less revenue and resources yet they actually have brought in more money oh, yeah. the men actually have had a deficit in the amount of money that they have cost so and, yeah and that was one thing I learned today actually yeah. that uh, the Wall Street Journal
2: um, somehow got audited I think is it FIFA I don't watch too much soccer but uh, they audited and the US women's team brings in more revenue than the men's team which I think a lot of people it's a misconception because a lot of people would say oh they should get their piece of the pie regardless of how big that pie is Mm -hmm. which I think it should be fair it doesn't matter male, female, black, white doesn't matter what you are, you should get your share of the pie. And they brought in more revenue, which uh, I, I did. Jennifer brought that to my attention last week, mm-hmm. and it was the Wall Street Journal that uncovered or audited uh, FIFA, I think it is, or whoever. Yeah. And I think the Women's uh, Soccer Federation just sued FIFA, right, uh, for the equal pay.
1: Yeah, that was back in March. They no. filed that lawsuit, yeah. um, but. So, so it is going to show you they've done their job. The same, you know they've they've gotten the numbers in there. They've right. gotten the revenue. They have higher attendance than the men. All of these things. So crazy. And. they're paid so significantly less. So it's like, I don't know how we can call it anything else than gender discrimination on that one. I
4: think think it's so frustrating. I think it's across the board. It's not just soccer. It's across the board. Every single industry. Soccer is pretty egregious, but yes, across the board. It's egregious. But I think like, even like, it's amazing that all those results are there. But even if those results weren't there, who gives a shit? Like it should be equal Mm -hmm. no matter what. And so it's even more frustrating that like what Brian was saying at the beginning,
0: you know. Yeah, you know, like say eighteen ninety two. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> right, it's, it's ridiculous. Right? It's, it's ridiculous. Welcome to being a woman. I mean, you know, see, you know, even I even was talking about gals and you know, and look, I, I I'm really, really, really mean it. I didn't believe that. So crazy too. And, and take the gay factor out of it. I didn't believe that like men were so quite as dismissive of women, and they may think they're not, and I may be wrong. I think there's a much more welcoming opportunity in terms of how men think. But like, it's got a long way to go because mm-hmm. that's societal. We're talking mm-hmm. about soccer. Like, there is no reason anyone couldn't be behind it. I'm glad those gals got together and sued, the association sued, because it's just such a huge disparity. It's So crap, it really is. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of stuff you talk about. Again, who did I say? Who brought you here? Remember that? That's- yes, <laughs> I understand that daddy's little swimmer went up there and fertilized <laughs> the egg. I do understand that part, although. Really, it was 19 since I've been in that kind of a situation.
1: <laughs>
0: That's when I thought I was getting married, wink, wink. But I am married, just not to who I think society thought I was getting married to. That's, true. That's a story for another day, another <laughs> and, show. Anyway. And it, but it's a beautiful thing. I do, I do mean it, though. I don't understand. Even in law, too, <clears throat> you'll see the women practitioners which, same same experience, mm-hmm. maybe even same level of trial experience. The guys will be getting seven hundred an hour, mm-hmm. and then the gals are like four fifty or five hundred. Mm-hmm. I just I'm using that as a, <laughs> the very experienced, very high end, mm-hmm. very big firms, the biggest firms in the world that disparity still exists. Although the women attorneys are kicking butt left and right, and they're trying to get that to change, but it's sad that we would be in 2019 and still having to deal with this on the daily. Any kind of discrimination to me is troublesome. Um, It really is. We're in a society now where like, you can't say shit without somebody thinking you're saying something bad or you use the wrong acronym or you use the wrong term everything is so pc it's like i don't even know i just said the s-h-i-t word see, if I spell it you just have to think about it for a second but at the end of the day I don't know these are little things that bother me that I like to talk about because I want to see people I want to see women I want to see everybody happy I want to see everybody having equal pay I always say this if you're not hurting yourself or somebody else I don't care what you do and I really mean that and I'm talking about hurting yourself or more importantly, someone else. Mm-hmm. Of course, I care if somebody's hurting themselves. Absolutely, that's a topic for another day. But on outward behavior can dictate. You see how things are happening in society. Of course, I get a million pelts for this. I'm not going to have a political talk right now. I'm just going to talk about the way society looks in general. It feels a lot more hateful. Yeah. It feels like people can just say and be discriminatory i feel like we're rolling back decades of progress me being born in 1770 have seen <laughs> the progress that we've made and it just feels like it's rolling it all back what do you guys think you, am i off base no nope no. No. so give me some meat behind it ryan you haven't talked much what, what's your thoughts about it
3: well a lot of it and not to knock kentucky but it just feels like going back to like, I'm from the Midwest. Like, I'm from the South. Like, it's still that way in like the Midwest part of the country, and I just feel like that's kind of spreading into the rest of the country. That everyone's kind of going back to, like you said, the 1800s. Crazy. Anybody else think anything? I mean, I think the whole
2: thing's a slippery slope. Obviously, you should treat people how you want to be treated. And um, yeah, everyone should just be nice to each other. Oh God, and we, we're, we live in a crazy society now with Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, where I think that this hatred, if you will, or negative talk has always been around. I just think that it wasn't able to get out there because people said it kind of behind closed doors. Oh, and, that's, a and uh, that's a good one. People are now realizing. I don't think anything's changed. I, I, I think it has always been there i think it just is being brought to the forefront in a different way through uh, all these platforms that no one had before i mean think of i mean when did facebook and all this come out in 2006 seven? 7 yeah
0: it's crazy It is. and
2: before that i mean it was things traveled that were negative or positive things traveled word of mouth yeah.
0: or yeah. carrier pigeon
2: i would say <laughs> i would say in like that
4: too <laughs> i would say in like the last few years though it's i feel like it's heightened and i think that comes from the top you know cheeto head definitely I think has a big effect on that part where just when you see the allowance at the highest level in the U.S. being able to say certain things being able to treat people certain ways and for a lot of cultures dog whistles that other people might not hear but definitely dog whistles uh depending on who you are um the the people who have those um who have those racist tendencies and everything that's how they feel like they're allowed to come out
0: Explain what dog whistles is in case somebody's watching it.
4: Oh, so a dog whistle, basically, basically someone says something. Well, yeah, basically someone says something and only the people who have that belief Mm -hmm. and the people who it's against are able to hear it. And so what so what happens is a lot of like a a lot of people might not realize it. Like there might be 50 percent of people who don't realize that someone just said something racist, except for the the group that's being hit hit upon. And the people that that person is trying to incite the racism in. Interesting. So yeah,
0: it is. It's a. It is a. And and look, politically again, like last week I said, I think some people are gonna pelt me for a certain political persuasion, not my sexual orientation. Political persuasion. <laughs> and don't judge. You don't know. I. You really don't know. I. I I'm not a big fan of big government. I am definitely not a fan of, I am pretty liberal when it comes to social policies. Um, Look, it just depends on the situation. And what Patrick had said, and it's true, when we were doing the radio show and the candidates were being announced, Trump came on the scene and some other ones, and I'm not pointing out one individual at this point, but I would always say like, watch it, watch this one. When he came on this i'll pull those radio shows i'll pull them where i said it week after week like don't be because everyone thought it was a joke everybody thought I was a joke at very first And i was like you're very silly this guy's gonna have traction because and i'd say it we'll pull the shows when people shut the doors at night to their house none of us unless you're in that house have any idea of what's being said however What I believe now, and anyone take me on about it all day, I'll tell you what's happened the last couple of years. We found out that what goes behind those closed doors is not quite all rainbows and sunshine like people thought. And it's too bad. Like, let's just get back to a community of respect for one another, of love for one another. People make fun of me saying, oh, yeah, love, love, love. Yeah, yes, love all day. Why not? You want it to be hate, hate, hate? That doesn't make a shit of sense to me. My God, that actually pisses me off. In case you were wondering, that pisses me off when somebody has that kind of (laughs) attitude. I don't want them in my life. I've got great people in my life, a, a, a great tribe, a beautiful tribe, a diverse tribe, but people that will stand up for what they believe in and people who respect each other. Man, oh man, you would think that that would just be the common day-to-day thing. I think it's a, a lost art form. And people, I say, you are who you affiliate with. Well, take a look at who people affiliate with and take a look at what they do think believers say. And guess what? Pretty much it's a mirror. Okay, it may not be exact on every level, but pretty much it's a mirror. All right, so enough of that being high on the totem pole kind of but it does bug me. And not everyone's gonna be loving each other and getting along. I will bitch slap somebody all freaking day. That's you. not, yeah, I, I just there. and there are people that are just mean and nasty. Mm-hmm. That's okay too. You know what? And if you're one of those just mean and nasty and miserable people, just stay home with a can of Coors and a bag of hot flaming Cheetos and watch Jenny Jones. Well, shit, that was not what 20 years ago? What, I, what is on now the during view? the day? No, you can't watch The View. That's my favorite show. I record that every day I watch it on DVR. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Um, I'm teasing you. But I do watch it on DVR. No, I'm not sitting at home at 10 o'clock in the morning watching The View. Trust. That's my favorite thing to do when I get home at night though. Just sit my ass on the couch and get a Mexican Coke and play with my babies and watch the view. I love that show. I love people like, I left the show. Blah, blah. Again, watch the show. And you'll see it's not Megan McCain's on there. I actually have mad respect for her. Damn, I would love for her to be on this panel all day. I do. I have mad respect for I think John McCain was an amazing, amazing individual. <laughs> It just and that gal will stand up for herself. If you guys DVR it once and watch, like she'll go in hot on the other gals. I like that it's gotten bumpy, but I also like that they've got diverse opinions. That's what we want to do here as well. Um, another thing that's been bothering me—it's—it's it, just—it's coming up way too often, way too often. I don't want to end on a sad note either, so that's I'm going say that for next week. But I'll say this: if somebody needs to get help. Don't try to assume you know what's going on with somebody. Or if you think you need help, believe me, there's plenty of people. Speak up before anything bad happens. There's more people around that would be willing to help you. Um, We lost somebody very close to us a week ago super hard to talk about right now, but you just don't ever see it coming. So it's a very, very, very unfortunate thing. I don't know how to fix it. I wish I could just put a wand on it and fix it. I know that sounds very airy-fairy. I don't mean it that way. I I just think that that's such a permanent solution to to something that probably could be resolved, but maybe the individual needed help. Maybe the individual was too proud. And in the case that I'm talking about close to us, that individual was too proud, too proud to say anything so I I don't know I I think actually since we put it on the table do you guys mind talking about it Patrick sure yeah is it the stigma maybe Uh, you know that mental health means you're crazy Mm -hmm. um if you speak up or Mm -hmm.
2: yeah I think people have a problem uh asking for help it makes them feel vulnerable and I think a lot of people aren't aren't used to being vulnerable
0: like that it was like a judgment, or they yeah. think
1: it'll make him look weak or, yeah, y- exactly. Inadequate yeah. Or
0: the um, and I get it, I get it. On one hand, there's a um, for Parkinson's, there's a like a mood stabilizer, which I thought it was for sleep disturbance because <laughs> my mood's fine. I swear to god, it is. And if you look online, look it up, it's trazodone, it's for sleep. I swear to god, but they used it to treat uh like depression and stuff and stuff in the 50s with parkinson's you can either be like 98 percent of the people either on the depressive side or two percent are on the rage side oh. if we take a poll to guess which side i fell on i think you guys happen to know just from watching the show what do you guys think the rage side or the depressive side
1: no comment oh my god wait a
0: minute wait a minute but we're going to talk more about it but you know what when i found out that medication i'll be honest i found out what that medication was and what another use of it was for, I was like, I don't need that. I I, I felt the stigma that I had. I felt the judgment that I had, I, my judgment that I had. It's like, I don't I don't need to be on one of those, I'm fine. Anyway, and we'll talk more about that. We're gonna do some more deep dive on um, some health stuff as things go on. But I really, 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 really want to encourage, if you know anyone that needs help, reach out, or, or make sure that they know you're there. That's a hard thing to do if something happens when you have done that. But I would much rather have done that. It, it, you can only be so supportive. You can only reach out so much. I mean, there's only so much you can do. Don't, if anything horrible happens like that to someone that you love or care about, you can't take that on. You cannot take that on, seriously. You, All you can do is be there as much as possible. A lot of people don't even recognize the signs, but it's becoming more and more prevalent. I was shocked, I was shocked when I got the call. I actually was, talking to a friend, taking an appointment and then that was dropped on me at the very end of the appointment and I was beside myself. So just know, I mean, do you guys have thoughts about it over
3: here? I feel like mental health is like the healthcare system, the way it's set up, they overlook that a lot with mental health and helping people with mental health. Like I have a lot of family and friends that I've seen go through that and a lot of times it seems like they're just throwing pills at them. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's experiment with this. Let's try this. Let's up that. Let's take that down. Let's throw that in. And it doesn't really help the problem. And like, they just try to like brush it under the rug and forget about it. Like here take some of these and, you're
0: fine. and it's complicated. It's complicated. But it, it's not so complicated that um, if we would band together as a society and, and just make that more of a norm. I think that's where it went, though, for like the stigmas that we all have about stuff. Um, also, the there's this or the kind of the thing where people feel like with and I'm, I'm changing a little bit on the subject. That subject, again, if you know anyone, help destigmatize that. Us as individuals help us destigmatize. I thought I had until it looked like it was applying to me. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, I don't need that. I'm fine. My moods are fine. I don't need that. When in fact, no, that's in place just to make sure, to make sure, because I'll tell you, I decided it was a good idea to not take those for a couple of days. Oh boy, that was a bad idea. All of a sudden I forgot what a bitch I really was. If you think I'm cranky on this show, my God, oh thank God we were not doing this show that week. It would have been not fun, but it's it's a true story. It's a true story. I got it, I got it, I got it. And I don't have one, the crazy part is, I have zero, zero judgment about Anyone else needing that, zero. Yet when it applied to me, it was a problem. So I had to dig deep inside and think about like, have you been there, if people have needed you? Have you really destigmatized that to anyone you care about or love? Because my insides were screaming at me, look jerk. I mean that too. It, it, took, a, it took a while, it took a while, it took a couple of weeks, but it, it, it it's a rough set of circumstances. So on that, the other thing I'm gonna talk about is body. This is the other thing that pisses me off with people. I don't know why people think that the lady standing in line at the cash register, which I just witnessed this whole thing, and I wanted to cry. I did. And the guy was like, when are you due? I thought that only happened like in the 60s, 70s, 80s. I wasn't around in the 60s, well, I was very tiny, I was born in 1965. But really, before I really had cognizance about stuff, like, why do people think like if a gal's pregnant, you can just put your hand on their belly? If I was that gal and you put your hand on my belly, I'd bitch slap your ass so far from here to China, your head would spin. (laughs) Don't be full, because I have a cane. Oh, if you're missing (laughs) it, you know what I'll bitch slap your asses with? And I'm serious, that (laughs) this thing, man, I I will get you. See, I bought my meds, I'm crazy. I could make a good gift. I could make a good gift. But, uh, but, but, but what is that? What is that craziness about where people think? And listen, I've been very heavy, very heavy. And I people don't care. They'll tell you you're fat all day. Do you know how horrible that is to say to somebody? Horrible. On the flip side of the coin now, having been sick, having gone through a bunch of stuff, then I have people say, like, you're too skinny. It's like, who the hell would have I ever heard that, number one. But number two, why is that okay on either side of the fence? When I was heavier and somebody that was thin would say like, well people tell me I'm skinny all the time and that bothers me, I'd be like, well shit, I wish I had that problem. Well, then once I had that problem, it was bugging me too. Mm-hmm. It's this whole weird thing about, do people think that you can just interrupt or become invasive with people's body image?
3: What's your guys' take on that? Honestly, I really wanna know. When you said that, I cued the song in my head, Britney Spears, "Piece of yes. Me.
0: Yes. I am. I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm too thin. Too thin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah as as my same that, song, okay, are you kidding me? Now. Yeah. What do you think, Patrick?
2: I think people need to be more spatially aware of themselves, especially in 2019 with uh, social media. And again, I t- touched on this earlier, but social media and and all that, I people just need to be aware of their space and what they're doing. And and people should treat people again, how they want to be treated. And I think that we wouldn't be talking about any of this if people did that, but you know, it's obviously difficult for people to uh, stay in their lane, if you will. I like that. Stay
0: (laughs) in your lane, stay in your lane. Oh, the the story, the dude asked the gal how pregnant she was, I said that, right? Yeah. I wanted to punch the dude for it. Yeah, people are. Well, I made a comment, but I don't want to say it here because then you'll think I'm being nasty. But I'm not. I was just protecting the gal. People are beautiful regardless. Really, there's really ugly people that are super skinny. There are really ugly people that are super heavy, but they're really, really, really gorgeous people on both sides of that spectrum. Am I wrong? You are right. No, right. right. And we're not being Pollyanna, like, but talk about it. I, where, where does it come? I, I find it fascinating a little bit about where it comes from. I do.
1: But yeah. People don't look for that. It's just, we're so, everything is so object- objectified now. And with the whole social media thing, it's like people, everyone can make themselves look the way that they think they need to look for social media. You know, even with, without even going to the level before of, actually doing something like plastic surgery, hair extensions, lip injections, whatever. Now, they, mean, can, I mean, now they can do it on their app, an app on the phone. So right. it's like, so people constantly are making themselves look the way they think that they need to look. So I think that makes some people think that they have the right to judge them yeah. because you're choosing to filter your photo or whatever. So people think they have the right to comment on it. But, um, I, I don't think that people look for what you're talking about of like what real beauty is. It's just what's in the moment, what's in their face. And it's not even, and it's not real. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't even care anymore. And I think that's sad.
0: I agree. And you know, one thing about being beautiful, you can get laid a couple of times. That starts to go away quickly. Mm-hmm. you can be beautiful and stupid. Boy, that goes away really fast. It's like, what, what, what was I thinking again? <laughs> like I want the whole person, whole package. I don't care. I don't care, that's me. I'm not sitting here being in judgment of anyone else. But I've seen some really horrible behavior from people, who things that I, I don't care who raised you, like I hope they would have raised you with some common respect and decency, because it's a big deal. And social media and the filters and the way people want to look on their profiles, I, I get that too. That's why with me, I've just decided, I've always been like, if you want to know what Brian Garrity's thinking, you can either ask or he's probably going to tell you. <laughs> you guys know that already. I and i'll tried it multiple times but i don't want to have all the mirrors no no i have a lot of heavy stuff that's happened to me i'm dealing with but i'm not looking for a pity party what i'm looking for is i want other people to be able to understand like not everyone's life circumstances the same it's not it's just not. So don't don't walk in shoes you've not walked in. Okay. Don't judge in shoes you've not walked in. Now that sounds like I'm preaching. And if it does, so be it. We can do another gift with the king because that's gonna be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Going <crazy with> it. <laughs> it's gonna be a great one. But I mean, what is your what do you guys think about judgment around now? Like is it hard not to judge just in general? <laughs> I, I be be honest. Be I, honest.
2: I think uh, I think people always judge. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think that that people judge on everything. Um, and, you know, it... <laughs> take it back to real estate when they go and walk around a house. I think people are judging the house and how these people, live. but um, you know, if, if something negative pops in your mind, you keep to yourself and you, you move on. And if it's something positive that you think you should shed light on another person because you like their personality or whatever it is, or you like this person's house or whatever, I think that you should, Tell these other people that but you know if if something negative pops in your mind because i think that this happens to everybody you
4: keep it to yourself
0: oh filter exactly Stop. i agree A filter i agree I 100 agree what do you think jonathan
4: no i i totally agree with everything that everyone said and like if you just have something negative to say don't say it uh, especially with the weight thing you don't need to be telling someone oh you look too thin oh you look too heavy um leave that for family when you go to Thanksgiving yeah, dinner, let mom and dad say you need to be eating a little bit more chicken. You know, or a little less. But,
1: <laughs> but why is that okay?
4: Ooh, that's a good one. The Big Daddy, Lime. I like it. There we go.
0: This is really yes, yes, you can be
1: on every show. I, you can be on every week. I want to hear this rationale. Like, what? Why is that rule of thought okay?
4: Um, I just feel like that's your core group of people. They're looking out for you. Well, if it's just a friend or something, they might just be saying it to. Uh, a friend probably is not trying to make you feel bad but they're not trying to say something to benefit you your family is like looking out for you I disagree not always
1: I think that friends can look out for you way more than your family actually can so I get kind of what you're saying but so why wouldn't it be okay for
4: a friend to be like hey like looking a little too thin right now like you should be eating a little bit more
1: I'm I'm not saying that that's okay or not I'm just asking why you thought it was why you were saying it was okay for a family member to say but not a friend that's what I was asking you what your thought
4: process is on that for it's me good. for me personally i don't mind friend or family but i was like i think like public wise mm. like i think from i was i was believing that a majority of people would prefer if it's like a close family member as opposed to a friend but maybe Thank i'm you. just totally wrong okay. No, maybe i'm not there
3: <laughs> no I, you're involved evolving we're all Well, you know with me um, you've actually been to Kentucky where I'm from like I was judged a lot I was called sissy faggot and queer from a very young age when I was in kindergarten and I was bullied and so the judging thing on me really bothers me and like Patrick was saying no, I think we all do it it's just I try to I tried not to or when I catch myself I don't let that out because I've seen like usually judging leads to bullying which is a whole nother subject but Mm -hmm. it's it's ugly and then people have body dysmorphia and other issues and I've had lip injections, I've had Botox, so I deal with a lot of those things myself.
0: In body dysmorphia, for people that don't know what that is, it's, um, for example, I like, I was really heavy. It was medically related, it really was. I would've been a chubby guy anyway, but not no, not, not as big as I was. But the weird thing is, no matter how thin I am now, whenever I look in the mirror, I still see that Brian, I can't help it, or whenever I close, I'm like, E-E-. I don't try, I try not to articulate maybe to Wes, and he'll slap me right back immediately <laughs> my spouse and be like knock it off. But it's easier said than done because it's so programmed in your head okay. um, and leading to bullying and other things like that's a whole nother show like bullying. There's z- I have zero tolerance around bullying and adults bully. Oh. Adults bully. That's the crazy part. It's always talking about the kids and I get it like the kids should not be bullied. I want them protected all day because remember when you're like a teenager your whole world is just about what's going on with you right at that moment. Uh-huh. So, you know, teenagers, somebody comes along and calls you a, hey, little fag. Let me tell you that I, as a kid, was pretty blessed that that didn't happen, but I'm not saying it didn't happen at all. Like the stoners in the parking lot in high school when I walked by I would say that. I'd always be like, eh, I'm not one of those. But even think about that in my head, I'm not one of those. That was what was already programmed in my head at that point, at that young age of 15, 16, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those. So obviously I already developed somehow, some way, somewhere, perceptions, thoughts, whatever, that whatever those were or ever who those people were was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Society has evolved greatly since then, but I feel like we're still rolling back a little bit. Really just love people for who they are. There's freaks across the board. I'm not talking about any specific person, gender. Where I get a little bit confused though, (laughs) don't, I don't feel like getting pelted on, but we did not have like gender fluid, gender upside down, gender stable. I don't, is that what it's called? What is it? I don't know what the hell is that? I don't don't know. I I don't, I'm not even being a bitch, I swear to God, I just want to understand it. I will bring some people on the show to help, help me understand. I just knew you were gay, straight, or bisexual. And usually the bisexual ones were the ones who were really gay but hadn't come out yet to their parents. Now, I don't need a bisexual commenting and telling me you love both but please be a pan oh there's one pansexual. I'm oh, gonna man. need a dictionary for this folks. Welcome to Big Daddy Live. We didn't give you the options that young children may leave the room at this point. <laughs> it just all goes the whole all of this tied up into a big bow that we're talking about from body image from the way that people interact with another, the way people, judgment, all of that stuff. Like it's such a serious part of our society now. Like something's gotta be done about it. Like we're deteriorating in my opinion as a society and not and not in a good way, and not in a good way, regardless of whose fault. If we wanna take blame and blame X, Y, Z, regardless, like why don't we all start to be a little part of the change? People like, I'm only one person. You're right, I'm only one person too. One, that's it. <laughs> and at the end of the day, but if every person who felt like we did or every person was in here, regardless whether we agree or maybe don't agree on certain things, but like take that step just to be a respectful, positive person. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what where the world would be like? I mean, am I being airy-fairy about that? I'm not asking for all rainbows and sunshine. That's crap, that's never happening. There's always gonna be
3: people that disagree. Well, it comes to a golden rule like Patrick's brought up a few times. It's just if everyone treated everyone how they wanted to be treated, you would have, like you're talking about. There you go. I may
0: tell you about Patrick Mercer a little bit. <laughs> oh, so oh.
1: please tell us. And I Jan-
0: know, and Jennifer too.
1: Please tell us. Was we'll
0: that with Patrick? So I met Patrick um, when I joined Keller Williams San Diego Metro, which is a fabulous brokerage. Fabulous people. Agreed. Um, we really had a great. We really have a great family, and what we all have from that is roots. You know what I mean? Like I, I believe that there's not one person there that is in our group that was not core, that was not just roots to that. So like we're never changing. We'll always be family. Patrick is a really great guy. He's a great guy. The parents have had Mercer properties for well over 30 plus years. Right. Right.
3: 1988, Um,
0: 1988. um, He rules Kensington as he should No, His dad does not give him his business. If anyone asks, Patrick <laughs> has you. earned his business for the world to know.
2: <laughs> yes. Right here on Big Daddy. Yes. You're right. So, i have well, take it But you know what, Brian? I uh, I watch I mean, your bust your butt. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. But honestly, I I don't care if people think that 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 is the case because you know I'll go up against
0: those people on this
2: presentation and, and smoke them.
0: I will run circles around. You them. will. Yeah. I I just me because I love you so much and feel protective there that I'd like, say bam yeah. and it's very small minority like. He's a great agent. Jennifer is amazing. They're, those two together are amazing. They're, they really are. So I love you guys. And I think we what you do you. for the clients are amazing. Yeah. You are both high level professionals. Well, Thanks for having
2: us on. We of are, are very excited. And you guys
0: are my very dear friends. I know. And I love you guys to pieces. Now you two get to work.
1: <laughs> yeah. No,
0: and I'm very blessed to have uh, Jonathan and Ryan on my team. All of us, Patrick, if somebody wants to contact you or Jennifer for listing or for buy, where can they reach you? We're
2: both licensed agents at Mercer Properties. Our website is mercerproperties.com. My personal cell phone is 619-846-2083 and I work way too much, but I love what I do. And uh, you can
0: contact me anytime.
1: Or you can email Jennifer at Mercer Properties or Patrick at Mercer Properties. Super simple. Yeah,
2: that's why we're good to go.
0: Patrick at Mercer Properties (laughs) or Jennifer at Mercer Properties. You've got their phone numbers. Give your phone number one more time. All
2: right, my cell is 619-846-2083.
0: Perfect. Don't forget it. No, yeah, and then for us, like Garrity Group, again, we're all friends. Different fits for different people, and that's okay. Part of Keller Williams San Diego Signature Properties, which I just moved over to. We're going to talk more about it. We still love our metro family. It's not leaving anybody. It's uh, just an office. It's being ground floor up, and President of Luxury of KW is the owner in of the office. So all price points, yes, but it will have a more definitive imprint on the luxury market. <laughs> And we'll talk more about that. I I will sell anybody's house at anybody's price point. I don't care. I want people taken care of. so I have no judgment around any of that. Uh, You can call me at 858-525-3202. Again, eight five eight five two five three two zero two. Jonathan and Ryan are on my team, so if you call me and I'll make sure that they get the message.
3: What is it that you say, have house, will sell? Have house, will sell, <laughs> or have house, will travel. House, we'll
0: I got we'll a house anywhere. in Laguna <laughs> Beach I need the list. Watch how fast I'll be in Laguna Beach. I don't care if I'm sitting my boxers in an A-frame on the couch, it only takes me about 45 minutes or an hour to get ready. Yes, I'm a little slower than I used to be. We love, you. but yes, in all seriousness, we love you guys. And you guys, thank, thank you so you. much for being here. Thank you. Next week, Facebook Live, you go to Big Daddy Radio, but or Bri- the Brian Garrity page. You'll have uh, this show on there, and our shows will be going. We'll have more production. We'll be having some celebrities on, some Real Housewives. You guys are in for a big treat. Just know this, and I mean it. Treat everybody like you want to be treated. And any of you watching this, you know I have a special place in my heart. We love you guys. Take care. We'll see you next week. Hey, hey, hey.
1: Big Daddy Live with your host, Brian Garrity, right here at BigDaddyLive.com. Catch our video live broadcast where you too can chime in, participate, and give your comments on Facebook. Be sure to subscribe to Big Daddy Live. You can also find us at your favorite podcast venues iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry, Spotify.